You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his perfumist. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? (laughs) Well, hi, friends. We're here for another another fucking snack episode. Midweek fucking snack for Desperate Times. Episode four of Killing You season two, which definitely has been the most diabolical, the most stressful, the most emotional episode for us anyway. Yes. Usually at this point, we're trying to say that the glow has passed because it was such a wonderful episode. And it's like, well, since, you know, the we're past the honeymoon phase, we can dig into some of the nicks and crannies of the things that might have gotten jettisoned or left behind. But it's I'm hard still, to call this a I'm honeymoon still phase. Reeling. <laughs> I am still really. I saw not... it two days early. So I had two extra days to recover. I have still not recovered. Yeah, I'm, that sounds accurate for us both. And just in general, this this weekend in particular has been a very exhausting emotional weekend yes. in like just the experiencing of visceral content because, of course, there was Endgame. We had a lot of feelings where that was concerned. Saw it more than once. And that's a lot of fucking hours that to contribute to movie time. And then there was also Game of Thrones, which technically we saw after we watched Killing You the first time, which was appropriate because that that would have been too much. Yeah. And that was emotionally taxing to an extent. But I mean, definitely Killing Eve has been what's weighed heaviest. I feel like Game of Thrones was more like I'm stressed out, but there's a resolution here and I'm having right. a good time. Or in Killing Eve, there. there's no fucking resolution. Yeah, we don't, there's we just don't more have questions. The, the cheering. We couldn't do that at the end of the episode. We're... We don't, we don't have the... <laughs> we're, we're stuck in like the first half of Infinity War, sort of, where it's like, things are not looking great. <laughs> things aren't looking good. So. It's looking complicated. It's looking scary for those of us who just want optimism, even though the reality of that is like, acting that's not as flex worthy as what's happening with Jodie Comer and Sandra Oh, but still for my feels, for my feelings. And it's actually like mostly a lie. Like I was saying this to my friend the other day that like, I don't know if there's a thing or like a trope I love more in ships, especially ships with women than like angst, like intense, serious angst. And this is that thing. And so while it hurts me to suffer through the angst of Villanelle and Eve, I'm also really 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 enjoying the way the right. i'm because so enjoying it it also makes what we're thinking real because it's it like this wouldn't exist if these feelings weren't really there which means hello. and there's no someone what, what did you see that on twitter or whatever where someone was asking if jody could sing and they were like some oh maybe that was some was other like, commentary oh, maybe, there'll be a maybe musical. Musical. you know what? what this isn't fucking xena and in xena it's funny that that was mentioned via adjacent because there's that episode where like you know it's after shit has really gone left for xena and gabrielle yes. motherfucking children are dead xena is on her rage shit she done dragged the bitch across the mountaintop and really when you're looking back on like can i get over this can i get over my girlfriend doing this like dragging your bitch across the mountains <laughs> you know it's pretty it's pretty high up there and like i don't know if it's forgivable and then gabby still had that extra energy to kick to foot kick before Zena tosses her off the fucking cliff and they both go over the cliff of course and then the next episode to resolve that is a fucking 
a musical episode, a singing episode. And at the time, as a fan, I was thinking to myself, like, it is fucking impossible. Like, the only way you can repair this massive rift that's happened between them in an episode is with music, is with song. And they did that. And I'm not trying to go off into my tangent of Xena love, adoration, and respect that I have. But anyone listening who doesn't already know, that's a thing. That's something I do on occasion but there's no musical episode that's what i'm getting to is that there's no musical episode in killing eve it wouldn't fit in i don't necessarily want it i'm just sort of like how are these clues not ratcheting up to the most insane thing and apparently it's starting that insanity is starting in in episode five because we've seen some things yeah i mean we since sunday where it's got us a little shook and then also if history serves us correctly season one the first round Episode five is when it was like, well, it's I mean, that's what we've been saying. That's what we've been saying. So obviously, episode four is what you submit to the Emmy body for Jody's fucking award. And BAFTAs don't even fucking play games. Like, I don't know who's acting over there, but obviously you need to give her all the things. There's no question there. The United States, you guys can be a little fucking annoying with your politics and your nonsense, but I just want you to know there's gonna be some angry letters coming. Oh, yes. From the New York City area code of Brooklyn if Jody does not get those season two nods that she definitely deserves. But episode five, it's a twofer. Like last season where it's not just Jody shining because I feel like episode four was more of a Jody shine in terms of range because it was. She was going through it and Eve was all about let me mute, mute, mute this empathy and this niceness and kindness in favor of my Carolyn level up. And so I really feel like episode five from everything we've seen so far is a doozy. I mean, oh yeah. We're going to get into it, but there, there, we found like three solid trailers that all give different looks yeah. into the episode, which is kind of fucked up how they do that. Like, here's your trailer, America. Here you go, Australia. Here's Maybe Spanish France trailer. Or wherever. Yeah. But um, I guess before we get into all those complicated thoughts that we have of what the fuck could be happening in episode five, smell you later. Let's um, scan to our corrections. It's the correction segment. Wow, did we totally fuck that up? Did we? I mean, I hope that did. did I think we did. We? Yeah. And this is why we have snack episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so what we should address first is the gay bee. Look. <sighs> don't, look. don't take this from us, please. <laughs> don't. I first want to say that, sure. Sure, it's true that we probably projected a heck of a lot onto the screen. As Villainy fans, want to give a shout out to our wonderful listener, Bleentastic, who was so thoughtful enough to shout out to us on the Twitters to say, hey, bitches, you guys were actually looking at the family of the guy she was scheduled to murk. And okay, that's yeah. actual and factual. We rewatched the scene. You're totally right. I'm still going to go with my, I don't even know if we can call it delusional. I'm just going to say that, it was in tandem. Like she was thinking about the yes. fact that she had to kill this mofo, but then also thinking like that family's not so bad. If you replace me and Eve in there instead of you two, I think that could work. Right. I mean, I'm still going to go. Basically, I'm still going with my gay B. Yeah. And I want to say that she was pulled out of her wonderful thoughts mixed with the ambience and her writing her love letter by some casual oh my god you look gorgeous can i take your photo for my instagram which she's oh my like god, wait where's that just, link you just stopped everything that i was doing my i was dreaming of my future i rarely ever think of future i only think of like now right now the very and maybe now. going shopping and looking for fabrics and things but i was having a great a daydream and then you're gonna be like for your Instagram. Like. <laughs> She's like, wait, we have to fight. Where's that link that you were showing me with the 
um, the prose, like if you were to reinterpret Villanelle's oh, letter God, into like 12th please. century gay Let prose. Let me find that because, wait, did I snap a photo? I hope I did at least that because me doing that deep dive to find it, that probably won't work right now. Um, oh, artwork, artwork, artwork. Oh, I have a fountain. Thank you. <clears throat> I hope you guys are ready for my narration of this splendid fucking, I, I guess we can so call this fan fiction, adjunct yeah. fiction to Killing Eve. And it was a reinterpretation of what she wrote to Eve. But like I said, postcard. circa 1200, yeah. 1100, sometime like that. And it reads, my dearest Eve, I haven't glimpsed your visage in nearly a fortnight and I ache to hold you in my arms. I would rather sink to the depths of hell than know you do not share my devotion. Send me a sign of your affections. I cannot go on feeling this uncertainty. Yours always. <laughs> I love it. Yo, I just want to say that, I just want to say off topic but on topic is that this is totally in line with what the gays do uh -huh. when the gays involve women. Because this is what happens. Letter writing, we've all fallen prey to the letter writing. And this actually makes me think of that, um, those nun letters that were discovered from like around that same time period where, you know, if you have on your hetero goggles, you're like, were they just speaking really nicely about each other? It's like, no, that's fucking gay. Right. Those are 11th century gay love letters. Like, what yes. do you think those nuns were talking about? Those letters aren't about loving jesus it's about loving each other in that really special biblical uh -huh. way that i mean well you know or like virginia wolf virginia wolf and her i mean first of all i'm not gonna go on my little history tangent of just how many bitches were writing other love letters to other bitches historically but virginia wolf is one of those such bitches mm -hmm. and they're even making a movie about it but anyway i just want to congratulate villanelle for continuing in the long line of women who have wrote really ridiculous melodramatic love letters to the object of their affection. Yeah, some things I will never change. It. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Some things will never change. Tell us all this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you for reaching out. We really do appreciate that you helped correct us on this or just like. It's like here's additional context. <laughs> yeah. Because I Additional really, context, right. right. It doesn't remove our context. To think of how Kurt. Villanelle was to this random nobody because she was literally deep in thought. Right. Not so, deep in thought of like, oh, I just love watching these this couple and thinking about killing them. No, she was thinking about something else for sure. Right. I mean, work is boring. She's not doing anything worth new. Work is so boring for Villanelle right now. It is so fucking boring. So, yes. Uh, so thank you to our listener for contributing with that. And hey, first correction of the episode. But is it half a correction? It's half a fucking correction. So what's next on our list here? Oh, so we mentioned last episode that, I mean, I said it because yes. it sounded very quickly like German. I should have known, just given the logical circumstances of the episode, that it was Dutch. But you know what? That episode had me all fucked up in my head. So that's what I'm going to blame it on that I suggested it was German. Uh, Carolyn is actually speaking Dutch in that scene. And she is calling the Dutch intelligence agency known as AIVD. I would explain to you guys what that acronym is, but no. It looks. Google it. Yeah, Google it. Google and it you'll, and you'll see. see why I didn't read it. You'll see. You'll see. So that's what it was. Makes sense. Carolyn's calling the Dutch fucking intelligence people to be like, yo, so my agent's girlfriend has evidently had another kill. I need to know what are all the deets about this. That's pretty short and sweet. What's next on this list, y'all? Oh, Jess's little comment about oh. masturbation. Right. We had yeah. said that she thought we thought maybe she was talking about MI6 agents masturbating and it's actually happening during when they're walking into the Peel fucking Google campus yeah. or whatever. 
And that makes more sense. She's talking about how they make more money, more than likely than them, and definitely jerk off at random times during the day to Doctor Who, which all of that is still very true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The most important thing about that scene still remaining, Eve's confession about Rose. Yeah, she was like, yeah, that Rose Tyler, of course. Duh. <laughs> I know the way she said duh. It's like, okay, girl. And if Elena was here, she'd I be mean, like, I already knew that. A close second would probably be Martha Jones. I don't watch enough. See, well, okay, so, I know, no, no, I'm no, going to say I know of Martha from The Gifts. I just, someone suggested watching Doctor Who to me like four years ago, but there were so many seasons attached that I just like said, bless your heart, <laughs> touched their hand and was like, get the fuck well, out of my face. Well, you'll that. know Martha Jones because she did the Carrie Diaries as Carrie's boss and she also did Sensate as uh, the girlfriend. No manita? No manita. Okay. So, so now I know you know exactly who, right. who that is. See, I know see how who that, that is? is? You just throw the other queer content that's around that character. <laughs> And I mean, there's not much of it, but you know, you the little bit that we get. You ain't said nothing but a word. You know, if it's just queer content, like the the likelihood that mine eyes or anyone who's in that will find it. So it's just like one big giant connected universe of like, can I reference this other thing to you based off this other thing? I know you definitely saw. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, glad you brought that in. I agree. And matter of fact, she should um, right. wank it to both of them at the uh -huh. same time. That yes. sounds like a threesome. Carolyn's mentioning threesomes here, but do threesomes always have to have two cocks up? No, they no, don't, they Carolyn. Don't. No, they don't. If you follow Villanelle's example, where there it's can like, be uh, zero cocks, like <laughs> right. there can be just one cock, like Villanelle's first threesome we saw, or there could just be zero, zero, zero cocks. Or the cock there doesn't have to be attached to a man. That's all I'm and saying. That too. Let it just like slowly cascade saying. to the floor, a little moist. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. Oh lord. And we're just in the correction segment. We said this episode was going to be lit, but wow. Yeah. Oh, man. What's up? What's after Jess? This uh, let's see. Oh, yes. How Jess arrives and why Villanelle perked up when the car came. <laughs> I said we that like shit was a taxi. It was an Uber. It was an MI6 vehicle, <laughs> you guys. Blame me. <sighs> Which makes sense because who gets taxied to a fucking crime scene? That seems like it's a little much. I so. mean, that, that's something probably an American would do. Like so. you, you don't want to like you want to keep your petty cash for stuff that makes sense. Like that should be built in. Like this car is picking up from the airport and taking you straight to the crime scene because we're trying to be efficient with our time. Um, so yes, and after that we have uh, oh correction to desperate times. Well, not a correction. We basically we said we knew it. Had Hugo said it right? We didn't know exactly exactly when. when he said it. Yeah, and so that was when he was at the takeaway with Eve, and they were having fried chicken, and they were outside, and Eve was having herself a smoke, and she was like, "Oh God, this is awful." He's like, "Can I have a box then?" She's like, "She's like, no, no bitch, <laughs> I didn't say all that." And she makes a comment about how she hasn't smoked since high school. High school, that's much. College, Eve hadn't smoked since college. And I wonder, is that the last time you were fun and edgy and like doing things I'm that maybe so. weren't? As long as she's been quote unquote with Nico. Down. Yeah. With Nico? Yeah. That was it. And so in response to that, Hugo is like, desperate times. I mean, desperate times, anytime you might take a kiss from Hugo. That too. Well, she might get to that because she didn't lean in, but she also <sighs> wasn't like, she also wasn't like, she was giving it the college try. Well, right. She wasn't she wasn't leaning in to say, I really want this, but she was also like, I could let it happen. Right. Which if people don't see how insignificant Nico is at this point, because it's one thing for her to cheat on her girlfriend with Nico, which is how I see it. 
um, when it comes to Villanelle. It's another thing to to break the boundaries of your marriage with a rando, which Hugo is essentially a rando. He just got He's to the definitely scene. definitely a rando. And she's like, I could let this kiss happen. So that's, I mean, that's got to help put into better perspective for Nico Hive and other people how much she's willing to just like go outside the bounds of her marriage. Because Villanelle makes total sense. There's an intense connection there. It's like she can't help it. With Hugo, she can help it. She yeah. can help it. But this she was is... just sort of like, okay, we've been out to the takeaway one time, bitch. I'll let you kiss me. Right. Like he's fresh out of college and <laughs> he wants and he wants lots of things, but he also wants me, which means that, you know, I still got it going on. This is this could be more than fine. And her regressing to things that she put away, the childish things that she gave up to be married because she thought that she had to choose between being fun and being someone's wife when you could just literally live your life and be authentically you and attract the thing that really wants to be with you true i mean no no i'm I'm with you there is it she oh eve i mean I never liked when that random person from was it town and country or L or whatever who was like, this is an older woman with a midlife crisis. But the only sort of way that has any relevance to me is that she is, you know, it's not a typical midlife crisis about the regular shit we would see. Uh, oh, is it sex drive? Is it my husband? Is it my life? Is it stagnation? Like it is those things, but it's more so about this other thing too that's been hibernating inside of her this entire time, which is this desire to do bad. That bad term can be expanded upon in so many different ways, nuanced. But it's generally that, like being bad, not being predictable. Yeah. Not being the kindest person I've ever met. Right, I was definitely going to. You're the kindest person. (laughs) You're so kind. She's like, "Uh, Nico, maybe I'm not who you think I am. I mean, only because she's... She's been been saying that. (laughs) Uh, Please don't walk away from me, Eve. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, So the last correction is, of course, my bad again. And it was the drug dealer. The drug dealer was apparently given a super awesome pitch. I guess really it's kind of like stereotypical drug dealer pitch. Oh, I've got uppers. I've got downers. I've got hallucinogens. I don't know if he actually said that, I've but he did give a little spiel. I've got a plenty. <laughs> I've got who's it's and what's it's galore. All of that. Drug who's it's and what's it's. And yeah, so Villanelle is initially like, no, fuck your rat poison. But then she's like, what you got in that bag? Like, this is the, the top notch, you know, 100% organic, Mike, for true. Oh my God, do we think Villanelle was candy flipping? And by that, I mean taking two drugs at once. That, Why not? That, you know, <laughs> they can sort of compliment each other. Because I don't put that past her of her being like, like she was initially like, no, 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 I don't do drugs. And maybe that's a thing for Villanelle. Not being sober. She doesn't is not like something being that, loopy. She doesn't right? like I don't think that she control. that she likes it because we've not actually seen it. I mean, yes, she had a bunch of champagne in her fridge, but we've not seen her indulge in things that completely alter your state of mind. Yeah. And so maybe she's usually like, no, that's not my thing. Like, I got to be alert alert and ready to kill a bitch whenever it's necessary but she thinks about it for a second she's like actually i feel like shit and i would like to not feel this horrible pain so give me those drugs yeah let me dip a toe into give this me six ocean. of those drugs right i'm gonna shake them up Look, you know like 60 yes, days in right. 60 days in oh my gosh let me uh, she was doing that jailbird shit this. let me uh, let me grind it up let me swirl it it's i mean that's what <laughs> put it in my coffee put it in my coke whatever so yeah, Villanelle was having a no. She was not having a great time. She if she had a great time, she had it for those first five minutes, and then maybe as she arrived to the club and she was thinking optimistically up until she saw the Asian lady with the bob yeah, cut. Yeah, with that shade, I can't with you. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Girl, she, looked, she already had no she damn like, confidence, and this random bob mm-hmm. cut gal had the nerve to turn her head. And it's like this is not the time you turn away from Villanelle. I'm not into pity fucks, but if there was ever one deserving of a pity fuck, wasn't it Villanelle in that moment? I mean, yeah, damn. 
Look at me changing my moral code just for Villanelle. Like, it's okay, Kara Petty Fuck, it's fine. Yes, but I think that's all we had for corrections, corrections today. Now on to our next segment. Revelations. Ooh. Killing Eve. Revelations. <laughs> Yo, did that really just fucking happen? I'm dead. All right. <laughs> Revelation numero uno. And we have that Carolyn's boss, who is played by actress Zoe Wanamaker, was actually apparently in the first Harry Potter film, The Sorcerer's Stone, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And evidently, as we were on this like Harry Potter train, so was Fiona Shaw. And I'm sure, I mean, look, 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 look. <laughs> before any of you listeners just freak the fuck out, maybe you all already like yelling and screaming, how did you not know Fiona was in Harry Potter? She's obviously in Harry Potter. She was fucking bitchy Bob. Of course she was in Harry Potter. Yes. It's the hair. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's the hair. Yep. It didn't occur to me. And I'm not I feel like in the midst of Harry Potter, when it was first catching on and coming out, like I was still highly in my club phase, like nightlife extravaganza. And so I just wasn't like I saw them and I enjoyed them. But I don't think that I was like repeat repeat viewing yeah like that. I, I, that to have a- her face in this iteration locked into my mind. I didn't. Yeah, same. Same. But also is is Harry Potter like the is the UK's version of SVU. You know how like every actor in the planet who's ever lived in America has had a cameo on Law and Order as either the rapist or the victim or a DA or a cop. Like is is Harry Potter the UK's Law and Order in terms of throw a stone and they find a have, British actor right. who's been in a say, Harry Potter film? There's a lot of actors in a lot of those films. So yeah, it's I mean it seems like something we can muse. I don't know. Is that it might be. I mean I'm just saying it just we were joking about the fact that Maggie Smith should be in there. You know, she was in Harry Potter. But literally everyone we've suggested who is a, a Brit actor across the pond, they've too been in Harry Potter. So that's when I'm like, I'm like, OK, it's got to be like a thing. But at the same time, those productions were so fucking huge. I guess that makes sense. Like you probably got to question your life choices and decisions if Harry Potter's casting 80,000 extras and you can't get one of them spots and you're an actor. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you got to put your morals aside if you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to be a part of these kind of franchises. Well, maybe you should just bite it and do it. And just don't go on the circuits. Don't do the big uh, tours. I know she had long hair in it, but for some reason, like long hair Fiona Shaw that comes back to me, it's like fucking True Blood. And True Blood was a hot mess. And like deeping ever so uh, more into being a hot mess around the time she was on there playing Marnie, I want to say it was, the witch Marnie. The Mar- yeah. Yes, yes, she definitely made Marnie. But it just, it didn't, uh, it didn't fucking occur to me. And kudos to her because she's a little bit like Daniel Day, which depending upon the energy she's bringing to her role, the character feels completely different. And yes. so- yeah. Speaks to her talent. So Speaks kudos to, talent. to you. Several, several fucking kudos. And on to the next. Revelation numero dos. dos? Oh, the um, Hagelslag? Oh, yeah. We didn't mention the name of Hagelslag. We well, knew what that thing was, but right. we skipped right by it. And I just blame the episode in general because we were just so thirst to get to things in particular that we were like, <laughs> does anyone know what Hagelslag is? Do we care? No. But it's a thing the Dutch people eat. They like it a lot. And there's different versions of it. The one that Villanelle was eating is chocolate, as shown by those chocolate-looking sprinkles. But you can have, you know, fruit, fruit-flavored, like rainbow sprinkles, or worse, worse yet, this is the worst, licorice. What yeah, well, the why, why fuck, licorice Dutch on... people? What licorice? And it's like especially used for when you're having a baby. Look, I'm, I'm not down with the, with the, with the licorice swirls. What I'm saying, I can't get, I can't get, I can't get with that. 
it's the one candy that I feel like I would be violent with someone towards if they knew me well and were like, Hannah, would you want some licorice? It's like, oh, you want a box? You want to right. fight? Well, it's, it's definitely a standalone treat. You can't have candy and then also have licorice. Like licorice is it's just not its the same category thing. So you, if it's you're candy a licorice for demons. Main, if you're a fucking right. demon, if you're a fucking <laughs> derelict, yeah, licorice is your fucking candy. And, I'm not sorry to anyone who's listening and loves licorice. I'm sorry. I just think you're a little strange. I think your taste buds are a little strange. I, from the first time my mom tried to give me licorice and I looked at her like, you hate me? You right. want me to die? Violence? <laughs> Violence against my taste buds? Just, just the way I feel. But yeah, hoggle slug. Maybe you, sh- you can make yourself one if you want to try out what fucking Villanelle was into or what fucking Dutch people all over the Netherlands like to eat sometimes. I mean, grown ass men. Like you go to Holland, the Netherlands, and you will see grown ass men in business suits. Chowing down on some fucking sprinkles like and bread and butter. Butter makes everything better, but... It does. It does. So, that's understandable. But yeah, so Villanelle was eating a hagoslag, which might as well be a delicacy for the Dutch. All right. And on to our next revelation. Um, there were some uh, musings online about uh, the shirt that she's wearing when she's staring in the mirror. And it was reminiscent of a look that she had when uh, she had to change out of... Uh, her, her her sexy gift dress sexy present yeah because she got it all <laughs> wet and she was shivering trying to reheat some uh shepherd's pie and she was given uh you know a shirt sweater where it's like a two in one lord and so uh people thought that she had on like another or the same the same one from episode two five one. of season one and we double checked she does not here's what i suggest to you listeners who were looking for that connection like eve's wardrobe is whack it is horrible you have to imagine that she's the type of bitch that goes to old navy and she sees like a five for 20 like from the clearance rack of sweaters and she grabs those five sweaters in different sizes because it is true that what she's wearing in in the uh, episode four that just passed looks like it but it's not it the neck is wider on the one from season one and it's like she's wearing what like a darker shirt and season one and so it's not you just like eve doesn't have much variety you guys she's probably got like two pairs of shoes yeah she's like well this works and this works so let's just do this same exact thing two three and four she's not at carolyn's level yet which is why i mean and uh, in my opinion eve always looks great but when she arrives that first episode and she just looks carolyn up and down and she's like yo why the fuck do you always look great (laughs) and it's because she carolyn got swag she got that MI6 swag where she had a fly pantsuit, silk fucking blouse, and yes. she was working it. Swag and Eve had on that same fucking skirt that she probably bought seven years ago for that one event at MI5. And um, that's it. Yeah. So, no, guys, sorry that while that connection might have been cool because you could have looked at parallels for, you know, what that all means with her putting her hair up and all that stuff. But no, sadly, it was a different shirt. And sadly, because, wow, Eve, go shopping. All right, so next uh, revelation. Oh, what is this? Does this say Nico Bicho meter? (laughs) Remember we brought that up and then we didn't have any, we completely forgot. Well, we know that Nico says something bitchy every episode. That's why we thought of it. And we didn't even go over his bitchiest line from last episode, but I'm like, we should now. And that is from just prior to their discussion about Raymond. No, it's not Raymond. Jordan about Jordan being in the kitchen and Oh yeah, Jordan. Yeah, he's giving Eve a hard time and she says something to the effect of, you know, I have a hard enough or a rough time enough at work coming home to this shit isn't fun and he's basically like, "Ditto, ditto. bitch. Like, ditto. Ditto. I don't like it. It's not fun." And she gives him another one of those looks of like, "Really? Really, Nico? 
That was his bitchiest line. We know there's a lot of people out there. Why? We're not sure these people are out there, but there are people out there. They're out there who feel sorry for Nico. <clears throat> there are people out there who are like, Eve, how dare you? And um, that's I mean, not us. At the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. And even in this case, even though we only see Nico for two or three percent of every episode, it does not mean that it is not evident that he is out here living foul. <laughs> he is not the ideal he partner. Is foul. His whole mustache Eve is living foul now. So no, no. I mean, you could champion someone like him all you want. Uh, I I don't see myself doing that any anytime soon. Literally, no time soon. Like, he would have to, no, I'm never going to say what he would have to do because they might put it in episode five. So I'm just going to be quiet and, <laughs> oh and wait patiently and see what happens. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know. Oh, wait. <laughs> I, just thought, oh. I just had like 16 thoughts happen at once. But yes, what is this final revelation? Which isn't really a revelation, but it also is, thanks to episode 204, is that Villanelle totally fits into that useless lesbian trope of you know just being useless like i am in love but specifically i think while she's in love like because villano is incredibly useful and capable when she's maybe just in lust or just curious as we saw enough times in season one that she is actively sexual with whomever she feels like whenever the the wind takes her she's fucking there and that's fucking cool but evidently if you add love into that shit if you take the infatuation beyond the just the carnal and you take it into this other realm of like like i get it i get it it's harder to really quantify only because she can only go off of how much she's ever felt before right and so it's not even because we've seen some things with jody saying that too where oh is it love is what she thinks is love and that's and then that one interviewer was like well I feel like if you think it's love, it doesn't even matter if it's not. And I think that's true to a certain extent is that if you if you are the person, the active person involved, feel like it's love, whether or not it's, you know, healthy love, toxic love, um, fucked up love, like whatever. There's so many categories. It doesn't that doesn't necessarily matter because the the context of love and it creating this sort of unhinged, unbalanced, willing to do anything, willing to break the rules and just sort of like being a hot mess I mean, Villanelle's acting like a goddamn teenager in love. I mean, yeah. But and I say teenager just because in your teens, you're supposed to be the most uninhibited in terms of like how many rules you'll break, how far you go. Because maybe you're 25 and you have it a little more together with what you're going to do. But if it's your first time being in love and you're a teenager, you go balls to the wall. Yeah. Straight yeah. away. I mean, I felt like we mused that on our first review of the episode is that we were thinking she was impressed that she could even feel this. Like this was something that she never thought that she would ever experience that she, it was something that was foreign that seemed almost like fake or maybe just, I don't know. It was something that she just didn't understand about the human condition when it comes right. to things guess, like especially if she hadn't been in, If she hadn't been exposed to those things herself. And, and I think, like anything else for both the viewers and Eve um, and of course Villanelle, it's like a continuing discovery of how deep these things go. Like you, they think they have a, a perception of, okay, this is this, but then you keep doing stuff and experiencing stuff and you're like, wow, okay, this is beyond what I thought. And I think in a lot of ways, that's what the final cry scene illustrates is that if you had to ask her if Eve doesn't show up to see your latest, most extravagant theatrical kill, will it bother you? She'd be like, yeah, it'll bother me. But I don't think she had a perception of it'll bother me this much. It will completely right. unsettle me and take me down into the messiest, 
level that I've ever been at in my entire life, at least <sighs> as long as Constantine knows me. Because as we know, we'll get into it later, that Constantine is like, you're a mess, bitch. Like, you're a mess. I mean, it just it sucked because he was right in the moment. Like, Ugh. she herself has a big ego when it comes to her. So she in a billion years would never think that the object of her affections that she knows is so sprung off of even the thought of her because she was told that verbatim. She was told that verbatim. <laughs> to then go from that oh, to me. being in a what, a ghosting situation? Fun on the name ghosting because she's chasing a ghost. Pun intended. Pun intended. Pun intended. So it's like, oh, so I'm just going to kill somebody and you're, you're just not going to come in. That's what I mean about on? the sprung shit. That's what I mean about the sprung shit is that she, the useless lesbian trope is that she, like, so what was, made her different from season one to season two is her confidence. Like, and damn, the bitch should have had a lot of it. She's like, look at me, look in the mirror, look at my skills, look at my fucking like skill chart. I'm the shit. Like that scene was episode one or two where she's looking in the mirror. And she's like, beautiful. And you're like, yeah, well, that's accurate. And so I think, you know, the first part of her meeting Eve and, oh, this woman's intrigued. She's found me. She's done this. It's like completely playing into her ego. And she loves that shit. Why not? I'm going to have all my fun, make my sexual fantasies. And then when it starts to transition into the love situation post stab, now you have. I mean, like anyone who's in that sprung position, like your confidence can be easily broken. Someone can come in and be like, well, does that person really love you that much? And you're like, well, of course they do. But if two more people say that shit, now you're a mess. Now you're right. unsure now of yourself. You're and now this, I mean, we've never seen an insecure villanelle. Not this whole entire fucking show has she been insecure. She's constantly been like, whatever, Constantine, I can do this. I can kill this person. I will kill them faster than you think. I'm more adept than you think. And this is the first time where, no. She's actually like, um, am I not the best? Am I not the most important? Am I not the most interesting to look at? Am I not the most stylish? Am I not the most desired? And it's completely caused a crisis of self. I mean, we were hoping that we would have saw a villanelle help an Eve catch a ghost so that we're the, still hoping for right, that so that we could just have the attention refocused back on the i just want to see those hand. two working together with all the weird sexual tension and then like the people in the room the other people in the room who are like wow it's a i feel like right <laughs> we're watching wanna... one of those porn channels right now softcore because any scene between eve and villanelle isn't it kind of softcore i bit? mean to me it was like uh cinemax i mean i grew up with boy meets world so, you know, there was, you know, Corey Matthews and then Sean Hunter. And then, you know, they were just pals, but it, just boys being, but, you know, just boys being boys, boys, being, boys, boys. being friends. But, it, you know, even his wife was like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a connection that you two hey. have that's just, I don't know. I'm not going to say I haven't had a moment or two while watching. Boy it's Miss always World. interesting to see people's perceptions like of shows like that. Aren't you or, or don't have like or are the rather that have the hetero goggles. on? Right. Because I've actually had someone say to me like when I was talking about Jazina, you know, I've seen that show 18 million times at this point. Backwards and forwards. I know that show. And someone was trying to be like because I was just talking as it was understood. Like, yeah, Zena's girlfriend. And, you know, someone someone chimed the fuck in. At work and was like, what What do you mean, Zena's girlfriend? And I, I was like, wait a minute. What do you mean? What do you mean, Zena's girlfriend? I was like, from season fucking one, how she's established why, why are people that not only, was, not only was Gabby her girlfriend, that she had mad exes that were showing up in the show. So yes. I don't know of a single bitch that had as many exes show up in her show as fucking goddamn Zena. And not only exes, exes that was still sprung. They were yes. like, oh, half of the time they want to fight her, but they're still sprung. Yes. 
That how was basically how the how series began. The I don't know how it and goes. And then seasons end when, uh, of course, she's like, you know, we're going to be out and proud. We're going to be thespians. Like, she said <laughs> thespians, right? Yep, that's what I heard. Thespians. Yo, like, and mm-hmm. Lucy Lawless was shipping that shit the whole entire yep. time for anyone who was checking our interviews. But it happens. People watch things and they see other things that, like Nico, you know, and Eve <laughs> being meant for each other, which I... I I don't know what show Lost. he's watching. I don't. I don't get it. I, 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 I don't want to get it. I don't want to know. Oh, oh my god! So are we on to the next segment? It's uh, yeah, gonna be my I favorite believe, one for today. I believe we are. We musings. Are, uh, musings. Musings. Hmm. Well, hmm. musings. Any, any thoughts? Ponderings. Any feelings? Wondering. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this first musing that we have has to do. With uh, one of the deleted scenes from episode 204 that features Jess and Eve. And we mentioned it last episode and we looked online. It's really BBC. I don't know what's up with you guys, because why aren't these deleted scenes readily available just on one of your authorized channels and networks and things where you put content? Like, why did we have to re-troll through the DVR? To find the deleted scene. Yeah, that was odd for me because it's like I'm definitely paying to get advanced footage but none of it contains any uh, none of the deleted scenes. And I just I I mean, maybe we should keep talking about it because we were kind of annoyed with that on the Blu-ray special features that they weren't really special features. It was just stuff we'd already seen mostly from the BBC's um, BTS and press junket runs and all that fucking shit. It's like, look, we want all of those deleted scenes. We want every last single one. And we know we know for a fucking fact there are deleted scenes from episode five yeah. because Phoebe's mentioned it. Jody's mentioned it. And Sandra O oh has mentioned that there were other things, other takes, other things. I mean, it won't compromise the show. We just want to see. We're gluttons for content. Just give us all the stuff. I mean, we will pay more right. for it. We will pay You can the charge money. more. Like, we just want release the first season as a box set with season two. Thank you. Once it wraps, do that. Give us the thing. Let us buy stuff from you. Let us spend our fucking money. People are fucking begging to spend their money with you. And BBC's like, oh, I don't know. I just want this Doctor Who keychain. No, no, I don't. (laughs) So let's get into this deleted scene that I've got queued up now between Jess and Eve. That's not it. How does your boyfriend handle it? Oh, he hates it. The liars are now the glue keeping the whole sorry show on the road. Ah, oh, I'm not a good liar. But you are a good liar, aren't you? <laughs> Okay, we're gonna have to put that fucking like that look that Jess gives yes, her. That, put that oh, as a that uh, knowing well, look. well uh, snapshot where it's yes, like, yes, yes. Because she was like, "Could you help me with my husband?" Because he, you know, they were talking. They were just, you know, it was some water cooler talk. It was mm-hmm. in between missions and like, you know, just actually, bitches talking about how do you keep it under wraps with your boyfriend? I how think do you do it? Both of those deleted scenes actually go together, and they're in the reverse order. So I think this goes first. How do you handle it? You have to explain to the listeners what okay. other deleted scene you're talking so about. So right after she says, but you are a good liar. Then we get Hugo running in to interrupt him to say, oh, I worked my connections. It turns out that someone that I know that sleeps around with people that we need actually works for this company. So I was able to get you guys an interview. True, you're welcome. True. And I was like, mm, uh, 
Those are scenes that I guess they can be cut when you're just like, oh my God, we have to get under 42 minutes. What what has to go on the floor? But still, since you Ego guys are deciding that we can see it. his job is something that goes cheating. on the cutting room floor. They're cheating. They're like, no, we're not putting in the final episode, but it's in these fucking commercial, in between these commercial breaks, but also we're not going to give it to you online. Like what kind of, I mean, if I can understand if that's incentive for people to watch live and we're always watching live, so that's fine. But also just why? And then think about advertising dollars where you're saying, you know what? I see that you want to have your product uh, promoted during our show, but I'm actually going to, you know, we're going to increase the amount of space in between the scenes, but we're going to put our own stuff in it. So it's like, hmm. They're stealing like uh, one minute spots from the advertisers. And I'm not mad at that. I'm not. Advertise your damn self. Right. And then that's the best way to show that you have it. Where it's like, yes, everyone wants to be where we are right now. You know what? I, know what deleted scene I could have used? Villanelle, Villanelle's whole ass minute prior to that Instagram bitch walking up. Like, what was she doing? You know what I'm saying? That's th- those are the kind I of mean, quality deleted scenes I could use. Those two is what I'm saying. Yes. They don't advance the plot. They don't really tell me anything except what she was doing, and that's good enough. Is what like I'm she saying. She was eating probably, and then because she, we love seeing her eat on five camera. star, five star eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's overlooking the water. She sees the couple. She pulls out the postcard, and then she begins writing. And then random girl walks up and goes, "Oh my god, you look so gorgeous! Can I have a photo for my Instagram?" She's like, "Bitch, I know. <laughs> I dressed up this way for my girl to write this letter." Duh. Yes. Uh, so let's move on to this next musing here, which is. Uh, and this also, too, is courtesy of rumblings on the Internet and things we were thinking about. Is Hugo in danger? And if so, why? How do we think Villanelle would react to his flirtations with Eve? Will she, will become, she become aware? Aware. Yeah. I think it's not going to go further than it has gone because the purpose. What about served, the scenes from the trailer? OK, the I purpose overreacting. Well, the purpose it served was basically just saying. You have doors that are closed off, Eve, and you need to open them because you're not living your best life. I feel like he wants those doors to open up to him, specifically her legs. But I could do without that part. We all can. I'm saying we all can, and unfortunately, there's no bug on Eve. We all can't. There's people shipping it online. We get to that later. I know. I know. But some of us, unfortunately, can live with it. (laughs) I get. You look so disturbed. He's like a. Boy Friday or something, and then he's has some skill, and he muses of his sexual prowess. Like, well, do you think like he's? I mean, yeah, he muses way too much about his sexual prowess. I think which usually means it's terrible. That's but it sounds like, and we were like, we'll talk about it some more when we get to that part. But we talked about how, and you mentioned that you think Villanelle was killing that dude just for kicks, just like to express herself. And the next episode, and then we have that throwaway line from Constantine that's like, "Yo, we can't be killing people for free," and so. I mean, it's this is this is a relevant conversation to have, especially because we know a more aggro Villanelle will be returning to London next episode at some point in time. And so is Hugo in danger in the way that Bill was in danger? Because Nico, I mean, we know she meets up with Nico and she has shit to say to him. But are all the people giving Eve attention potentially in danger? Well, here's the fear. It depends on the ego of the person in pursuit of Villanelle. A person like Bill going, oh, I can handle this hidden killer, private public killer on my own. I could trail her on my own. I can confront her on my own. I can apprehend her on my own with no backup. That was him inviting himself into the... The bodice of an assassin. (laughs) Right. So uh, unless they play Hugo to be as... 
stupid as he can be because yes for me hugo's a red shirt like i mean outside yes. of his development for eve i just want him to be a red shirt i just want him to be ready to die like as the season closes he doesn't make it through like i'll never forget the things you told me or something or whatever and you know eve won't give a fuck she'll be like oh hugo dead well <laughs> i feel she'll be like, like how she's been for I the past five chicken. kills I'll, I'll have some chicken and some some chips no she'll be like at least he introduced <laughs> me to that one chicken spot yeah. around the corner that was that's a good ass chicken spot yep well, okay. I mean, I don't even have much to muse on where he's concerned because I just don't give a fuck yeah. except like get Eve to the bad, get Eve to openly masturbate about Villanelle, get Eve to just admit all of her dark and dirty things. Not necessarily to you, you fucking perv, but just in general to herself. Yeah. By the time Villanelle knocks on that door, rings that bell, let her be to a closer place of acceptance with I'm that. I mean, if we're lucky, if it goes as hectic as it can on the chaotic side, Madeline gets a uh, close down and then we'll never see Hugo again because that's the only reason why he's here he's here for Operation Mandalay he is here for Operation Mandalay and it looks like things are gonna switch alter level up change up whatever the fuck's happening next episode it's a lot it's a fucking lot and so hopefully Hugo does not make it out of season two you know what I'm saying? Not him or not his knob but yeah, since no. she rarely chops a knob without also ending the life of the man it's attached to yeah, he would have to go. He would case. have to go. He would have to. He couldn't live without his knob. I mean, look at how right. he would look himself. at how, how much of his life and his personality circulates around sex, revolves around sex. He couldn't handle it. And so that leads us to our next mulesing. Oh, right. <laughs> this caught us by, I mean, it always catches us by surprise. Because like, how are people not seeing this love story and shipping it from episode one? But people on the Internet are worried about Eve cheating on Nico. But we're concerned about Eve cheating on villanelle right it's again, that's who she's cheating on hetero goggles which seems to be blinding everyone from the actual story being told literally right in front of us and literally right like, in front of your faces guys it's it's almost like we're watching two different shows but the fact that i mean <laughs> i would relate this to and not to be all geeky and nerdy i would re relate this to reading animal farm in the second grade <laughs> And then reading Animal Farm fresh out of high school. It might as well be Gulliver's it's, fucking travels. Right. You know, it's those things totally that have different, different levels of, of just realization. And you're like, oh, oh. Right. Oh. Or yes. you know how you sang along to like songs when you were like 12? Oh, right. And, and you, you just knew the shit. And then you reevaluated that song you were singing. I had no business. And you're like, oh, that was sex. <laughs> oh, okay. And I was singing that at the top of my damn lungs like, at 12. Oh mm. That makes sense. So, I mean, I mean, that's that's pretty self-explanatory. Y'all been listening to the podcast. You know, there's no cheating on Nico. Like, who cares? Who fucking cares? Honestly, it's about cheating on Villanelle. Who's going to be more upset? Nico will probably just be like, oh, well, let's go get a curry and let's try and talk this through. Or, you know, I have to go speak to Gemma real fucking quick. And Villanelle is the only person who would actually have that jealous fucking energy to be like, I care so much about you cheating that I'm about to act really irrationally yes oh do you think we're gonna get her our teacher drag again or do you think we're done with i think we're done with our teacher drag and i want to hope so because if she's feeling insecure about eve you know and just whether or not she's thinking about her prioritizing her she's got to fully turn up on the clothes i mean we know it that's that's part of the way she expresses herself like she's got to look fly every day and we know there's one outfit where she's giving big dick energy she's got the khakis and the tied shirts super preppy and she's got a tie we saw some other thing with like a lace shirt we saw a fucking red outfit on some screenshot online like it doesn't look like she's leveling down with the outfits oh, of it's like she's not. going all the way up she's like constantine give me my petty cash I have to go to this boutique. It's Tuesday. I mean, what? what? Those flowers alone she sent to Eve was probably like $150. Yeah. 
Yes. I mean, I don't know if you guys, how often you guys send flowers, but it's that expensive to have some shit spelled out. Probably more, really. Maybe like 250 Because depending on the type of flower she used. Because, you know, you can get like just a dozen or two dozen roses or something like that. And it's like 75 bucks. So I'm thinking that flower arrangement she sent Eve is more along 200 to $300. Yeah, I guess I could put it around there as well. Because remember, it was Eve, but it was also lush. Yes. So that's a lot was, of flowers it cut. Living. It's probably it, at least two to three dozen. Okay, I'm going to say more than two dozen. Three dozen, three to four dozen flowers were used to make that spell out of Eve. It looked like you could just uh, dig up a plot and just plant the entire bush and let it just continue to right, grow. Right, classy. She was like, yeah. I would like a whole bush sent to my girlfriend, spelling out her name because she's ignoring me. Eve! <laughs> <laughs> I, it wouldn't be funny if there's like an exclamation point just like after Eve, like, bitch. Like, like I'm trying to figure out if Carolyn saw this and was like, oh, you know what thankfully <laughs> thankfully this is some shit carolyn couldn't intercept right. my god if i'd have seen this fucking clip of carolyn taking those flowers i don't know what i do and, i really don't and know And you know what they still will probably do that to us stop it they might how like it looks she like she opened the door well yeah she opened the you door think carolyn got the flowers but it might be and sent it, it on it might be a hard cut where someone else is opening it and sees it, that it says eve so and then like, sends it on to eve or do you think I they're tricking know. us with the cut? I think they're no! tricking us with the cuts. The same reject. way how there are these sentences that look like they're, no, I they're next to each other, but they I might not happen it. in the same scenes I or at the same time. I refuse to accept this. I believe that Eve no. deserves to know that these flowers no! are coming for her. But so many, there's so much interference. It's like how much shitty yelling reception. do I have to do? How much yelling do I have to do? I can't deal with this. I know Eve needs to receive those flowers. She needs that smile. On her face needs to happen because she saw the flowers and because Villanelle got them there. Or I would like to think that maybe Villanelle finds out that Carolyn put on her fuck shit, intercepting mail, and she's like, hand delivery, bitch. Like, I'm leaving this on your actual step. Jordan doesn't see me because Jordan's not fucking paying attention or Jordan's out back. She should be able to put two and two together and say, hey, it's very hard getting a message to you. I tried calling (laughs) um, and nothing. Nothing. (laughs) And that can't be right. Right. And so I decided to start sending things and no feedback, no response, no okay. showing up. If to they my... are in the same room together next episode, which is 99.9% chance they're not gonna of be our on optimist the same page. and they're in the same room. They're not on the same page, but are but will they get there? Like, do we think, I mean, I know we're going to talk about the fucking previews before we close out the snack or so, but like, do we anticipate Villanelle saying some shit? Like, bitch, I sent you a letter. What the fuck? I hope she at least I hope says, she does too. Oh, have you forgotten about me? Or she says... None of my letters. Right, right, right. Like she might go, fill it out. Oh, so you do know my name. (laughs) You know, I. I, Oh, God. I want her to have that kind of petty, jealous energy. No, I I wanted to come to Amsterdam. I did. I just, I had to wrap up. No, but she needs to mention her note. She needs to mention Mm -hmm. her fucking note. She's like, so my letters. And he was like, what fucking letter? She's like, well, I told you about what I did in Amsterdam. I did hear about the Amsterdam thing. I thought it could be you. My boss said I couldn't go. Because I had to deal with the ghost. Mm-hmm. And I heard you caught the hoe. You caught that bitch? You, you caught her? What'd y'all do together? Oh, uh, <laughs> we're just, just that was an she's not, she's, she's not nearly as interesting as you are. She's just sort of basic. And that uh, will that, make yep, Villanelle's yep. last She'll be like, well, now that you told me she's basic, right? I'm okay now. I'm ready to calm down. Let me put this, let me put this knife in its holster real right. quick because I don't need to stab she you She might right check now. it. She might like, you're just saying that. <laughs> like, no. I'm no, she's going to be her. like, listen, look, listen to her kills. They're basic. They're quiet. They're boring. They're empathetic. She cares how the people feel when they die. And then she's going to squint up her face and like, she's like, that's whack. <laughs> that's whack. This, what? 
Look at us. We are already painting the scene in episode five. So we can be destroyed <laughs> and disappointed at the same time. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's we want exactly happy it. resolutions here. But we're no, not going to get it. We're, we're going to get complicated resolution. I expect to get happiness within the complicated resolution because that's how Killian would be doing us. They'll be like, here's this little nugget to make your heart sing. But also here's this other nugget to make you want to die. So it's the it's the wonderful meshup of the two that helps bring us into the overall unsteadiness. Un, I don't know. We don't yeah. feel safe. It's like quicksand and Killing Eve. Like you, the only thing I, I feel safe about is that the two women, our two women, will be alive at the end of season two. In terms of, you know, where it's going to go, how it's going to progress, are they going to be teaming up together? Is the ghost in the scene? Are there new people in the scene? I don't fucking know. I just know that they they make it out alive. And that's what matters most, I that guess. That does matter most. I mean, but where can you go after door sex? Like, you don't go uh, someone after sex. door sex. Actual <laughs> sex. That's, that's season three. I'm sure everyone in the studio <laughs> building is like, who's screaming actual sex? Me, I'm screaming actual sex. Actual sex. Actual kisses. They need to seriously level up their relationship. But also, could, I mean, you know... I initially had like ideas of like, you know, oh, how would it be, you know, in their first sexual interaction? Like, what are those dynamics going to be? And depending on when it happens, I think the dynamics completely switch from what I initially interpreted because you have season one. And if a kiss would have happened in season one, it would have had a certain dynamic to it because Villanelle was definitely the aggressor. And Eve was more like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> what is this my emerging bi pansexuality? What do I do? But now we've got unsure Villanelle. We've got insecure Villanelle. Villanelle potentially with something to prove or attention to recapture. And so now the dynamics can switch if there's a kiss. Like, who's being the aggressor? What's happening with it? Whatever it is, I just want to say, I like it! I'm sorry, there's a lot of yelling this episode. I can't help myself. It's going to be sex on Jordan's body. Yo, <laughs> what the fuck? Yo, what? I mean... What, the, what is... Unless <laughs> Jordan takes a break. Wait, but I want to know why it's on Jordan's body. Like, why can't he just be bleeding and dead in the corner? Like, why are they fucking on Jordan? That's like, fucked well, up. Well, not all the way on him. Like, maybe like on his, like one of his legs. To oh prop the God. neck, you know, because you can get, you can pull it if you just have it elevated without the proper support. Like, just... Just yep. musings. I'm done, Terrence. You always have the most. You're like Eve. You just come up with the most insane suggestions for plot twists, and I love it. And speaking of plot twists, it's not really a fucking plot twist, but it's another musing. And it occurred to us when we were watching the Build NYC interview with Jodie Comer, and they were asking her stuff and talking about season two. And she was super adorable. And a couple fans started asking questions, and one fan asked a very astute question. And when she asked it, I was like, Oh my god, that's. That's a good ass question. But you also know that's a gay because who else who <laughs> else would come up with such a question? And the question she asked Jodie Comer was like, what in the world was Villanelle thinking getting into bed with Eve without washing her hands? And I was like, <laughs> yo! Valid question. Super valid. Super valid. Ladies, we know. That's a good ass question. That's I'm I'm still ruminating on it. And luckily for for Jody, she had a, a good follow up. She was like, actually, Villanelle has a one track mind, and you know she was distracted for obvious reasons. But you know she's hygienic. She knows what's up. Because I would like to think that if it were going to go any further before it did, she'd be like, pause, pause, pause. Mm -hmm. Let me go clean myself up in the bathroom right quick. I'll be back. But yeah, good ass questions. That's we thought it was funny. We wanted to mention it because it's it's reality. It's a fan bringing reality into the scene, which 
true because I've seen tons of scenes in different shows and things where like they're suggesting two women are about to have sex or had sex. But like, let's say, for instance, one of the women has on a really obnoxiously sized ring. Yeah, no, that or she's come got off. like a manicure with like press on nails. Like that's not the shit that that's not that's not scientifically accurate. Is what I'm saying <laughs> is that the logistics of it do not work, you guys. And so good to know that the the fans out there are keeping an eye on what's super important: the details of the story and whether or not the actors are also aware of these fucking details. So thanks, random fan whose name I forget, but was in NYC asking questions of Jodie Comer. Good one. And where are we? Oh, was this spotted on Twitter slash Tumblr? Oh, yeah. So I guess new segment, spotted on Twitter slash Tumblr. Oh, all right. Um, you guys see this? Wait. I'm is that Twitter? Tumblr? What is it? Send it. I'm sending Immediately. It all right right here, now. Here, all right. Stat. Send all the things. All right. Because we had so much, so many things we spotted this week or after this episode aired on Twitter and Tumblr. Some of it really absurd, really strange that we just wanted to mention it call it out discuss it over with you guys see what the fuck you thought did you see it too on twitter slash tumblr what were your thoughts on it and um this first one is probably the most abhorrent of all the spotted on twitter i saw and i had to engage in some of these comments and why don't you go ahead and read that tweet aloud terrence i'll let you handle that i I, I don't wanna do it do it it says what if villanelle and nico fall for each other think about it (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) Almost uh, choked on my coffee. Um, uh, think about it. Why? 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 Mm. So some person, Vic Wait, or Victoria no. Sow on Wait. Twitter posed this fucking question. And you guys might be surprised to learn that at least half of those responses were people saying, I don't know, that seems like a great idea. With the other half of people being on our side of being like blocked. That's forever right. block it if you were one of those people that was adding to the the fray of like hell no i probably liked your tweet because i was liking every tweet that was in opposition to this and there was another tweet we saw underneath there from a different twitter user who was basically like villanelle plus nico eve plus hugo i ship it girl what you mean i block girl, it girl what are you saying Delete, blocked forever. I mean, I didn't because I kind of like to hate watch what some people are saying online about Killing Eve because it's so fucking absurd to me. But these are real fucking things that people are fucking talking about when it comes to Killing Eve and the the ships we have on there. And I just want to shout out the person with the best ship in this fucking thread. And that was Mecker Madness, McCary, Macari. I'm sorry. But you know who you are on Twitter. They had the best ship to come out of this. And they were like, they ship Nico and Hugo. And they didn't know whether they should call him Nigo, N-I-G-O, or Hugo, H-U-K-O. And they were saying they think Nigo because they'd like to see both of them go, but together. And I was like, puns <laughs> and making sense. Yes. Fantastic. Like maybe they could both be in an elevator or something. And then the power goes out or something. I don't know. Just gone. Just gone. <laughs> You're like, they don't even get to have sexual fun. I mean, they could. They they can bone each other. I mean, Hugo's apparently so particular about the bitches he bones that maybe he should just try some dudes and see if he's less of a fucking judgmental hoe when it comes to having sex with men. That's ugh. I didn't even want to give him those scenes. Like, yes, it would be sort of the content I want, but no, because Nico's in it. Oh, yes. We also have to shout out scene on Twitter from Lisna Bleentastic, who had a, a musical suggestion for... A new theme for Villanelle for when Eve doesn't show up to the crime scene in Amsterdam and she's feeling away. Let's Ooh, play yeah, that let's real quick. That. See if this your boy Zero fucking with Mike Dean <laughs> at www.deeslist.net. We ain't gonna switch. 
gets right to the point. With tears in our eyes. Doing body rolls. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Twitter listener. And that's accurate. Because Villanelle had that same <laughs> I hate you energy for Constantine when Constantine pulled her out the club before she got her murder on. And um, that's like that, that pouty hate. Like, I hate you, but I don't really hate you. I hate you for making me feel this way. How? Oh, my gosh. I don't know why I keep having these like sapphic references, but it's just what happens. Do you know, like in um, How to Get Away with Murder, when they were bringing Famka into the show for the whole Annalise? Wait, isn't her name? Wait, what's the name of that character she plays on the show? Um, and you know it's crazy. Isn't it Eve? Wait don't a minute. Don't say that. No, hold on, hold on. It may be, but maybe though. I I'm about to look, but I feel like their ship name is Annalise, and that's why I'm saying that. Hold on. It is. Her name was I, of Eve. Of course it is. How did I fucking mess that? Because it's her. Because the character name is Annalise, and Eve is fucking Eve is the name of the lawyer played by Fomko. Well, well, well. I, I just. Oh. <laughs> and of course, so, I find Keating was eating Jean Grey's Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I'm gonna oh just Lord. because that's those wonderful. The, those are the reasons the internet was invented for. Right. So there's a scene with them in How to Get Away with Murder. And it is, I don't know if you remember, but it's like right after Nate is sort of like exonerated at his court case for Annalise framing him for the whole like, oh, your husband's dead, whatever the fuck. For one of the murders. And anyways, she has asked Eve to come into the paint with her, you know, her special lawyer skills to bail Nate out of the situation because she feels bad. And one of the things she does on the stands is turn the attack towards Annalise and be like, you know, basically you're soulless, like fucking problem with you and really gets under her skin in the ways that only someone who knows you really well can get under your fucking skin. And so later that night when she goes to apologize to Annalise to be like yeah i eviscerated you on the stand you know you get to yell at me and be mm -hmm. mad at me about this and the first annalise tries to play that she's not upset but then she admits she does and she's like why the fuck would you do that why would you hurt me like that intentionally and she basically confesses that she's still in love with her and she mm. feels like it's pathetic and that as it relates to this fucking thing she's like she has a line in particular where she's like i hate you but i don't like hate you i hate the way you make me feel yeah. because i have no fucking control over how you're making me feel and that fucking sucks because i can't have you boom 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 that's villanelle yes that's villanelle right here yes she's like i hate the way you make me feel you fucking hell i have no control over this i'm completely at the mercy of these fucking feels and that's never happened before Anyway, that's why I was bringing up that that show, that scene as a point of reference for another useless gay who was just completely sprung and undone by her lady. That's another ship that did not get the attention it deserved or the finale. But whatever. Moving on, because now I have Killing Eve to sate those desires right now. I've got. Oh, I know where we're at. We have to do a quick shout out before we do our final takes. Uh, what is this? Remember the Sandra Ostan account on Twitter? We're oh, nice yes, yes, yes. To shout us out. Oh, yeah, Rianne, aka Sandra Ostan. And I say O oh, because there's three H's in your name. Is that corny to 
whatever. Let's just roll on with that and bypass my corniness. But she gave us a shout out. She, she, late person. You gave us a shout out on Twitter and we appreciate it for the posting of episode four. Perhaps you saw a retweet saying, oh my God, thanks. But we just want to give you an extra special shout out here on the airwaves of airwaves of podcasting to say thanks. Good looking out. Thank you for listening to the show. And furthermore, for engaging us on the interwebs, because for a while there, we were like, will anyone ever engage us on right. the interwebs? Will we ever serve we? How the... deeply do we have to beg? What do we have to do? <laughs> what do we have to offer to get someone to tweet at us? But do they know that we people exist? are doing it now. People are doing it now. Maybe it's because we weren't active enough before on the interwebs, but we're trying. And we're glad that you guys see that we're trying and you're reaching out as well. Oh, we also did want to shout out, what was that, Tumblr user Adapt and Overcome for their splendid edit of Eve's almost oh, no. kiss scene with Hugo <laughs> with her boring I mean, from the Reich Museum because, it, it yeah, right. yeah, that was accurate. That's how I remember that scene. Also, a special shout out to Tumblr user, sorry, not sorry, baby X, aka Lauren. Thank you so much for reaching out. Your message was so sweet. We want to give you like something like something free like a free fucking t-shirt and we'll be reaching out to you in your dms very shortly to see how we can do that all right so i guess we are on to final takes this is the end guys well almost the end our final takes for this snack episode you guys are pretty much all centered around the fucking trailer um or rather trailers three in particular that we found on the interwebs and we want to talk about them because they all give different insights, I guess, into what's happening in episode 205. Yeah, there's a lot to discuss. Let's play really quick the first promo that we discovered online for Killing Eve 205. You ready? I'm ready. You are putting yourself in danger. You need to kill her. You know that. Bitch, what? Don't you dare. No containing anyone like this. That's true. There's, yeah, there's no containing anyone like this. Bitch, she looks so fly. What is she up to? There are people who think this isn't Villanelle at the door. And I'm like, how could it not be Villanelle at the fucking door? It's episode five. So, yeah, let's get into this first trailer. But, you know, she knows her way around doors. And she really usually doesn't knock. She's usually already in the house. (laughs) Villanelle is evolving. She She is. is always careful of consent. And it looks like she's trying to be a little better with Eve. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Um, So, yeah, in this trailer one, we get a couple of highlight points here. We hear, are you ready from Carolyn as Eve looks at her own reflection in the interrogation room. Same room we ended to a four in. She replies, I'm ready. We have several quick scenes from older episodes that come in through really fast. The whole with both Villanelle and Eve, whether it's the Julian episode, the screaming at the hotel door sex episode, stuff like that. And then we hear a voice that says, you need to kill her. You know that. And it's motherfucking Constantine. And he's talking to Villanelle. We also then see Eve on an escalator in what appears to be an obvious bulletproof vest because she looks much thicker up top than she normally does. And also Eve at the same train station she probably took the escalator down to looking stressed. We get a screenshot of Villanelle in a really fly looking lace top like it goes by really fucking fast. But if you slow scrub the screen, you will see that she has on some black lace definitely couture top that she's wearing in a scene looking great which i want to think she's doing something fantastic because why wear lace unless you're doing something fantastic and then we have a shot of villanelle in the lap of the bellhop we've got another shot of villanelle applying lipstick we see eve gets flowers that spell out her name 
are those white roses? I think so. I have to yeah, look and see so what kind too. of rose it is, but I think it's roses. And then we hear a voice, and of course she smiles, and then we hear a voice off screen. I think it's Hugo who's saying it, and he's saying something like, there's no containing a person like this, probably talking about Villanelle, because I don't think the ghost would warrant that type of stress situation. Right. And then, of course, the door rings and she opens the door. It looks like she knows who who she's opening the door for. There's some speculation happening online, whether or not it's Eve, rather, whether or not it's Villanelle or someone else. I think it's Villanelle because it has to be, but... What if, Rando, what if it's Gemma? The fuck? Random, I know. I already said you... <laughs> but it's Gemma <laughs> acting it's on Gemma. the advice that she got oh, from, you know... Uh, you know, her, her teacher friend that doesn't smoke, the art teacher, who said that, you know, she just needs to, I don't know. Take it up a notch. Right. Or but isn't, uh, don't you think she should like, but isn't that mean she's more likely to like, you know, Nico comes into teacher's lounge and she's just wearing a fucking slip like, Nico, let's talk about our math equations. Like, I, I don't feel like she needs to like catch that. him. Mm-mm. We don't have to see. I'm not saying we have to see it. They have to imply it. I feel like, like Gemma would have to be on some next shit to come to Nico's house to play those games. Like those are the games you play at school. Where someone can't walk in on you, that's his actual wife. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, hey, why don't you come grade these papers with me? And then Nico shows up to grade papers and she's like, actually grade this pussy. And that's how you can do it. That's that's what I think that's what Villanelle meant. But I don't know. Mm, I mean, no, I'm not against it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Before we fully get into that, because we'll discuss all the trailers at once, let us play this second trailer that we came across online. Different country, probably, it was meant for. I wish you were a bit more fun. Not everyone can be as exciting as you-know-who. Your new job. Villanelle's skills, Constantine's contacts. She must be bored. If you start killing people for free, we are both in trouble. Someone doesn't want a paper trail on you. What are you saying? Eve. It's a crazy idea. You know, it's very brave. Mm, what the fuck is happening here, Eve? Boy, right? What does mum think about all this? Oh, are you sure about this, Eve? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Girl. Oh, um, girl. That is my favorite trailer of all of them because they hint at a few different things. First, it was that quick shot of Eve taking the subway, which we might get the scene where she's got the... She's trying to push a man out yes! into the tracks? Hell yeah, I'm down for that. Misandry. Um, yes. Well, I mean, there's yeah, there's a lot going on in this trailer. I mean, there's a lot going on in a lot of them, and I feel like that's how they try to create the barrage of fucking the fans up. Just like put a bunch of shit in there and get them feeling wild and out of their minds. But yeah, in that trailer, some of the the standouts are, you know, of course the title cards, which is like one crazy idea, one psycho plan, one incredible twist. Those are the three major title cards in that second trailer. And we hear towards the beginning of the trailer that Kenny is saying to to Eve that you're putting yourself in danger. Mm-hmm, girl, what you doing? Cut to Eve receiving flowers and Constantine saying you're a mess. You need to kill her. Then we see a one incredible twist title card. We see Hugo behind Eve in some sort of weapons locker room saying, what are you going to do with her? Which is like, mm, well, who are you? <laughs> you know what? This, gosh, this pisses me off because on the one hand, I would like for someone to ask Eve those questions and not expect an MI6 response. I'm going to interrogate her and ask her about these things. But like the Hugo response, which is going to lock the door and 
pull out my my toys and accessories so i'm annoyed that hugo's asking this question because he's asking for the pervy reasons he's like girl yeah. on girl oh, this is what i'm gonna spank the stick to tonight but i do like that he's asking those questions because someone needs to put those ideas in eve's head I since mean, literally any, no one else is doing it point. anyone could but unfortunately hugo seems to be all we got uh we get a better look at uh the person being uh held at a what looks like gunpoint in the forest and the outfit well, that's definitely, I feel like it's definitely Eve. I mean, it starts with the, is that the one that starts with the image of the ghost in the sitting in the chair or whatever? And, you know, we've seen this woman. She looks a little too smug. And so I feel like whatever, whatever, I mean, I guess we'll play the last trailer before we deep dive into what could be happening, what kind of weird plan they're trying to do. But one of the things that sticks out for me in that trailer. He's a little too close, don't you oh think? Oh, God. Terrence is holding up an image of Hugo in the closet with Eve. You know, and that's actually, I know I saw some speculation online where people were like, oh, is this, you know, are they going to sleep together? Why is he so close to her in the closet? Look, because Hugo's fucking annoying, but I also think because he's doing that thing that people can do, especially dudes, where they feel like they've crossed a line with you. Like, okay, we're not in just platonic territory. We're in flirty, could we possibly have sex territory? That he's now crossing those lines every day. They almost kissed, and so now, yeah, he's going to be standing close to her in the fucking weapons locker room. He's going to be saying these fucking things he shouldn't be saying because it'll get you sent to HR because he's like, I'm one step closer to sleeping with her because, well, <laughs> it's not wrong, but I don't like it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it at all. I too can go without that. So we also hear in the second and that second trailer that, you know, Constantine is again like, you're a mess. You need to kill her. A lot of people are speculating it's Eve. I think it could also be the ghost. Well, I'm sure it's just his uh, morning after talk about your behavior last night was right. I think everything he's saying then is in direct correlation to the evening before. But it's accurate. She it is, is accurate. a mess. But also he needs to acknowledge how he contributed to the mess. Right. And this is why I think it goes back to he Constantine gaslighting he, for her yeah. opinion. Because you, when you said before, oh, he said that thing about you need to get her to hate you. Like that's what he's been doing with both women. He gets to finally talk to Eve and he's like, she's horrible. She's bad for you you need to get her to hate you this needs to be done and then he gets to Villanelle and he does the opposite gaslighting oh she doesn't think about you she doesn't care about you when he knows it's a fucking lie and it's like because for him for him it is best to have a Villanelle that's unattached because she's already unpredictable for the most part you add Eve you add sprungness and in love she's entirely 125% unpredictable and I think while that's something Constantine loves about her he also can't stand it when it comes to freelancing and stuff he wants her to have some semblance of control and I mean Dude, do you not know who this bitch is? That's not the way to do it, to inflame her jealousy. Or do you think he was trying to inflame her jealousy to get her to commit to killing Eve? I, I could give him that. that I could give I him that give too. Him too. But I also have like a side note where I feel like both him and Carolyn are working together to gaslight, to get what they want, which is Villanelle and Eve working together or working in some sort of working in tandem to solve some greater problem that both Constantine and Carolyn have. Since we still don't know what was said in that footage of when she met one-on-one with Villanelle in the prison. Random fan and build NYC brought that up too. Like we know that Carolyn and Villanelle have had a conversation. Won't fucking Eve ask about that next time she's Villanelle. Like, Hey, by the way, girl, what she said to my boss, what, what was y'all, what was y'all talking about? Cause I, you know, I have issues with her. She's, she's actually the one that intercepts your letters. So, you know, what are the deets? What's going on? I mean, that's just the least of what you can do, Eve. The least of what you can do. Also, we hear a line asking, are you scared? And that like proceeds in that second trailer, a shot of a knife that is much longer than Villanelle's switchblade going down between Eve's chest, which is like, it has to be 
it has to be Villanelle doing that and being cheeky. But at the same time, while I want Eve to be like, oh, what? I kind of want her to spit back, like, are you jealous? Like, I just, I don't even know how that would work in the scene. <laughs> I just want Eve to give her back some of that Villanelle energy because this is meeting number two. Eve's been leveling up. She's in the fucking interrogation room talking about, I'll kill your children. I'll kill your kids, hell, right in front of your face. So I want her to have some of that renewed confidence while Villanelle is having her, like, issues with confidence to be like oh are you scared because she's on her villanelle shit i'm a killer i'm a killer are you scared of me and i want eve to be like are you jealous like are you like but we've already crossed I'm good. the bridge I'm not of scared. you being a killer and me being fine with it like you've done this <laughs> so this is a step backwards if if i could just tell tweak, me why you're really here villanelle right? if i could just <laughs> tweak what i'm looking at what i'm hearing i'm gonna say that the of course they're they're doing the fake trailers they're doing a a, a russo brothers that's what they're doing with this and it's like i'm thinking what we're hearing doesn't happen over there i think it happens somewhere in the beginning of the episode maybe like the first eight minutes mm. where the are you scared is being said to someone completely different oh my god i'm looking for the are you scared to be said to eve because i just want her to say something cheeky back but i'll take who would she be I, you know what you know the only reason why i do not think it's anyone but eve is because i do not think that Villanelle, like, she cares about asking people if they're scared. Like, she doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't give a true. fuck. But she would give a fuck if she was, like, you know, making Eve scared. And in a sense, I kind of feel like she'd want to make Eve scared because she was so fucked up. She was just in the club. She was just in her own puke. Right. But she could also say something like that to Constantine. Like, you're out of control. Why would she say it to Constantine, though? Like, Constantine... Also, don't you think Constantine is always at least 15% scared of Villanelle? I think at least 20% of him, 15 to 20% of him, wasn't sure yeah, if she would stab him be. in the hallway. Right, as he should be. And so I don't think she would say that to Constantine because that's almost like stating the obvious. He's known her the longest yeah. out of this scenario. I, so I'm, I'm... If I have to play some bets, if I gotta put some money on it, my money is on her saying that to Eve. And why should they taunt us with anything other than what they're saying to each other? They know what episode five was of last year. Right. Like who this is my this is my wish, my wishes and helps. But let's play this third trailer really quick so we can get into all of our thoughts and theories about this next episode. Eve, you are putting yourself in danger. You're a mess. She's making you weak. You need to kill her. What are you going to do with her? Are you scared? OK, that trailer definitely makes it seem like. The are you scared is not at the door. Like, and let it be. No, let it know, be at the I knife know. drag. Let it be at the knife drag. So something cheeky come after. It's something cheeky has to come after. And maybe that's why they're not telling it to us. Because certainly Eve has to have something else to say besides what what you might normally predict on another show. That might be a response to, are you scared? Oh, I'm so scared. No, I want it to be something else that's like mm, flipping the script back on your ass. It may be her being Constantine to Eve being the villanelle in that situation where it's like this hug sucks yeah well that's you get for trying to kill me it's like oh, I, I oh you mean that. you mean Eve to <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice and clean just like you taught me oh my gosh <laughs> you know what's weird we didn't mention this episode but then I guess lip lip cuts heal really fast sometimes because you're just like the way the mouth works and saliva and stuff. But Eve's scar is gone. I was totally hoping that fucking scar would stick around yeah. for like Villanelle to be like, ha, 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 gotcha, gotcha, bae. But it's gone. What's up with that? Well, I guess. I mean, I just wanted to make that notation because well, the scar is gone and I was hoping it would be around for I whenever Villanelle came back too. in the scene. Yeah, so it could have been like, I got your lipstick. I hope it's mentioned. It's like, I got your lipstick. 
like oh poor baby (laughs) (laughs) oh deals okay so that's all the trailers or the most important trailers we came across and i mean yeah there's a lot there's there's a lot going on uh, I may have to put some polls out in the universe because there there's additional like there's there's musings to be had with these trailers where it's like it starts with the Eve comparing like the ghost to her girlfriend because she's like well she's kind of she's kind of whack well and then uh, Jess is, motherfucking Jess okay I know you hate Jess and she's a fucking plant but is Jess plant. is out here snatching Eve's edges yes. every fucking episode yes every episode because she's it's out Jess here talking profiling. about girl and Jess is like well not everyone can be you know who and then I'm hoping and then she's probably had to say you know who because Carolyn was like I forbid you to say this Carolyn name. was like we do not speak <laughs> of this name we do right. not mention this name anymore it's her trigger we cannot code name oh. Oksana I mean I'm hoping that someone brings to Eve's attention this could have been you or this will be you no one's you... gonna bring that to attention because the only person who knows that is fucking carolyn and carolyn has her own long game so she has no point of saying that to eve i think for us the viewer we're supposed to look at this and be like could this be you the assassin with empathy yeah because See? yeah like that's what it's looking like eve i don't know but parallels and foils are pretty fucking interesting and what else did we hear Oh, there's some sort of there is a quip made by I believe Jess again talking about you know oh uh, Villanelle and her well, there, skills, there's, there's skills and Constantine's contacts, contacts, and Jess is probably saying that to Eve, and Eve has something back. Well, she must be bored. Well, yeah, that she is, and you who would know your girl better than you, Eve? And when people are bored, they do crazy things. There's also a line from Constantine, which somewhat validates what you were saying. Who knows if it's that guy in the beginning, but he's basically like, yo, if we're killing for free now, and I love how he says we, he's like obligating himself uh to it. But if we're killing for free now, um, we're in big trouble. Hell yeah. Because at least when you're being paid to kill, there are other parties invested in hiding that shit. They're like, I paid you to kill this person. I'm, I'm interested in keeping this a secret. When you just out here murking motherfuckers for fun, that's how you get. Interpol or fucking the CIA on your ass or somebody who's investigating deaths to be like, we have a serial killer. They're dramatic. That's all we know. There's nothing else that links these deaths except that they are extraordinary in execution. There's got to be another Eve out there somewhere who's like looking for my lady assassin. And we're going to get another bedroom scene of murder in Amsterdam. Unsolved. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. We do see that bellhop. We don't know if she's still in Amsterdam or if she's still in London where he opens the door and she looks pretty like, I don't know. It's a mixture of sad and coy, definitely designed to get him to come in the room, which is why I don't know if she's luring him to some sort of death, which maybe that's the freebie she does later. Or you know what would be actually fabulous is if she like lures him in because she just wants company, but then he fucks it up so badly. She just kills him just for the fun of it. Yeah. And Constine is like, girl, what I said, like we can't just be killing people like this. Uh, he's, we don't uh, have the budget. We don't have the budget to cover up these kills. All right. Unless you want to take out of your petty cash. She's like, I don't want to take out my petty cash. You know, I, it's for shopping. She's like, he's like, well, then you need to stop killing people for free. Because how, I mean, how are we supposed to clean this up? There is no 12. There is no cleaners crew. There's no people on the force to hide this for you. This could be the parallel to Eve's uh, window salesman. Which was something that Armando. she definitely Yeah, needed. that's what we said. Like she maybe she just needs to like fucking say her feelings a little bit. I bought a shitload of windows. (laughs) We also hear the statement, someone doesn't want the paper trail on you. I believe that's that could be a paraphrase, but it's essentially that. And I believe it's Jess again talking to Eve. And then at least in the trailer, we see Eve's face when she's like, what are you saying? And it's like, what are you saying? And who is they? 
Is they the 12? Is they the 13? Is they MI6? What are we talking about? And whatever it is, it must lead into this ridiculous plan that Eve is a part of that Kenny is cautioning her. At the end of this trailer, he says right. it too, where he's like, yo, this is dangerous. Like, what are you doing? Does mom know about this? And we also hear Carolyn saying, are you sure? Like, speak now, forever hold your peace. So whatever is happening, Eve is volunteering or has volunteered to put herself in harm's way for the greater good of the MI6 plan. Do we think it has to do with the ghost or has to do with Villanelle? Because part of me was like, what if she masqueraded as the ghost? Because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We know there's a woman in a locker. It's likely the ghost, right? She's in the locker because there's a first shot in the third trailer where the ghost is looking at Eve. Or maybe not at Eve, but she's looking directly ahead and she's in this chair in the locker. There's also another shot in trailer two where Villanelle is wearing the lace shirt and she is outside of what looks to be a red storage container. Therefore, that seems to be proof to prove that wherever the ghost is in this storage container, Villanelle makes an appearance at the storage container and Eve makes an appearance at the storage container. What is happening there? What what is the deal that is happening there? What information is trying to be acquired? Or is there some sort of trade? Or are they trying to lure someone from the 12 or 13 to get, to come there? Who knows? That storage container shot to me is definitely the last seven minutes of the episode. What the hell? I what, think that's what, a, gonna, what a random... Like, yeah, to me, that's the thing that happens at the end. I think that's where the tension is. I think that we actually end Well, why would the tension be at the locker versus the home? I, actually, I think there's multiple points of tension because there has to be. And this is well, where yeah, I think the episode's gonna episode fuck five, us up. Right. I think actually Eve and and Villanelle will be in the same scene together more than once because of the locker shot and because of the house shot. Now, what remains to be seen is what comes first. Is it the locker with the ghost or is it the fucking home shot with Eve? Because, I mean, that kind of matters. If the show opens up and they're immediately dealing with the ghost, because that makes sense. We ended the episode on Eve putting her hair up and beginning to interrogate the ghost. So in that other scene where she's telling Jess, oh, she's kind of boring or whatever, you know, she's not as fun as Villanelle, in so many words, I mean, that's what Jess hears. There's a dude in the interrogation room who's talking to the ghost. So clearly stuff is happening and stuff is going into motion. And something the ghost tells them is like, okay, let's do this other thing to try and do this that Kenny thinks is stupid, but Hugo thinks is brave. Oh, it's really brave what you're doing. So I wouldn't be surprised because they're both Asian and I don't know. But it's one of the things that popped into my head that she pretends to be the ghost. That they try to orchestrate some sort of thing or maybe some other thing is happening and she puts herself in the place of the ghost because how many people actually know what the ghost looks like except for the people that hire the damn ghost because I just don't know why they would think like like what are we talking to Villanelle what is Villanelle being like oh let's go this over here and it's possible that Villanelle could be trying to do some other shit too because if Constantine is saying you got to kill her and he's not talking about the ghost and he's talking about Eve I believe that Villanelle is going to be like hell no like in the gif, I can't kill my lady love. And then right. she will go to Eve and be like, look, new plan. Constantine wants me to kill you. We got to be out. Like, I don't want to be know. a free AJ well, more. Be out or team up. Right. I mean, Same thing. Well, yeah. it? <laughs> well, it can't be out because then they got no coverage. They got nothing. They got no MI6. They got no, no 12. They got to work together for somebody. I think Eve will always have Kenny. Stop it. Give Kenny some credit. <laughs> Kenny has been Kenny's been through it and Elena's not there and she's not helping him write his Elena love letters anymore without extra S's so there's no guarantee that Kenny will always be there for Eve because remember Kenny said no and the yeah. only reason she got him to do it is because she basically was like you work for me hell do what I say and he was like well I guess that 
That is that tracks. That's yeah. accurate. You're okay. That's true. Let me do my job. And so I don't think I think she's out of freebies with Kenny, especially because Kenny sees her going down the slippery slope of dodgy behavior. He's like, no, 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 this is bad. And clearly, he's the one person expressing interest. Hugo's like, wow, you're so brave for doing this. Jess is just like side eyeing from the side, but Kenny is the one that's like, yo, um, this is this isn't smart. This is dangerous. Are you sure? Did you talk to mom about it? Even Callan is like, are you sure? Speak now. And so I don't know that I don't know that anyone's actually looking out for Eve. And why should they? They're spies. They're like, let's use you until we get what we need. And then you're disposable. I fully believe that with Carolyn, that she's using Eve until Eve is no longer required. And she doesn't actually give a solid, a solitary fuck about Eve. The only person she probably cares about to any capacity who's on the show is her son. And even then she was like, I can compartmentalize Kenny and just leave his ass over there. So if she can compartmentalize Kenny, why do we think she would have any any extra space for Eve? That's absurd. Eve isn't her kin. She's not her child. So I don't know, but I think something's happening here where it's a crossing of situations. It's going to be a change of pace. Someone's going to link up together, whether it has to do with the ghost. And Villanelle is like, I got to kill you. So they say, but I'm not going to do that. And so the way that we stop me from killing you is if we link up together to take so, down the 12. But, but what do you think <laughs> I don't know. inspires the crazy idea? Do you think it's going to be something that uh, this ghost says to Eve where it's like, yes, or something else that comes up? Because like, I mean, I, again, I don't know. They don't give enough clues. Like you think they give a lot, but I'm like, they don't give enough for you to actually figure anything out because there's no way for us to know how the 12 responds to the fact their ghost has been taken. We talked about like how the characters mentioned that everything is ratcheting up, that it seems to be building towards this big event that they don't know what it is, but it's happening soon. So if the ghost is out the paint, the necessity to get someone back in the paint to finish the mission is high. And so we have, like we were saying before, how many women have that ability? How many women have the skills? And if the 12 is aware that Villanelle and Constantine are freelancing in the same way that Eve and uh, Jess are musing about it, there's a reason for them to reach out to be like, okay, can we, we have a, we have a contract for you to do. And I wouldn't be surprised if that contract just separately from Constantine is like, get this bitch Eve out the paint. Because like I said, regardless of what you think about Eve being reckless, she did find that hoe in two days. I yep. mean, th those are the facts. Yes. Those are the facts. So if I were an intelligence person or I was just running a fucking like black organization, just like doing dark shit, I'd be like, get that bitch Eve. Either she works for us or she's dead. Right. That's it. There's no in-between. And then it's like, well, here's your offer. If you don't succeed in this, you'll just be dead. Here's your target. He'll be boarding this train at X <laughs> minutes. Be sure that you're on it. It's and true. It's take true. care of what you have to take care of. Or you'll never see your precious girlfriend again. I mean, I just want because them working together. I, I really do want them working together. And I just don't believe that, you know, Constantine or anyone could suggest she has to kill Eve. And that's the route she goes down. It actually looks similar to the face that she had in... um. I can't remember the name of that place, but it was actually London where she was meeting up with Nadia and Pumpkin Dude, yeah. where, you know, they initially gave her the information. She's like, who are we killing? And they're like, I don't know, some MI6 person. And she's like, <gasps> right, not my girl. <laughs> oh, God. And she was probably plotting then to be like, well, I got to kill both of y'all. Mm -hmm. And then I got to talk to Eve. And so relieved that it was fucking Frank. And I just feel like and that was first season. Now we're in second season. There's no way you can get Villanelle to kill Eve unless she thinks it's part of some elaborate fucking foreplay process. That's it. Right. I mean, Ooh. we've been joking so long about them getting their O's. Really? You think Villanelle's going to kill this hell? 
without getting her O. That don't make no I mean, And by that, I mean she already had several O's. Right. I mean three-dimensional without happening a door in tandem in way. with the two of them potentially reaching their climax at the same time. That's what she wants. That's 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 it. So I don't know. I mean, I could everything I could have said just could be bullshit. And Killing Eve has done that to me several times where I think I know what's going on and then I don't. But I just don't know. I just feel like whatever this secret mission is, it has to involve the ghost because they just got the ghost and either potentially trying to trick or figure out or get into contact with the organization that runs the ghost. 13, right. right. And maybe that is why Eve is, is taken because right. she's masquerading I as the ghost and then they trade. bring her in. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But that's that's all I have to say for now. I mean, that's not true because there's more I have to say, but yeah, I'll just stop. It's I'll just right. stop. There's, as you can see, there's a lot that could happen and we are, I mean, we're still going through it from episode four. So I, I, I need to be consolable. So I need to, I don't know, hang what on. If to a few things. What if we're not? What if? I mean, <laughs> you're being optimistic, and that's sweet. You saw how loud we started this most recent week, uh, episode that we did. Our episode four, we started yelling at Carolyn. We may start this new episode yelling at Carolyn. Who knows? Yelling at we, Carolyn, or Constantine, Constantine right. yeah, probably both. Yeah, I mean, I'm still not sure they're not working together personally. I mean, why? Why is everyone gaslighting? That's right. that's just the question I have. I mean, and it's probably just the way they like it, too. So, well, well, I guess now we can move on to our favorite lines of the episode. All right. So it's time for our favorite line of the week. Favorite line of the week. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I guess we can do yours first this week. Uh, yes. Uh, mine begins. Do you have episode. do you have a lead in that you want to? Um, yeah, it should be. Um, oh. oh, it was my favorite line because it gave me the energy I needed as far as me uh, and my image of the person who Carolyn needed to report to be reprimanded by because I didn't want that person to be male at true, all. True, 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 and true. I was thinking great dame energy someone who can express disappointment in a way that Carolyn can respond to because I'm pretty sure people could say things to a Carolyn and, and she's it, just like whatever <laughs> right like who what? true that true that true that so and this I mean it's it's rare when Carolyn stops in her tracks because she was definitely trying to just blase through she was <laughs> her boss was like nah that's not what we doing uh so yes let us get right to it bit of a cock up this isn't it really Karen I've had Paul bending my ear on the phone all night did you know his boyfriend left him oh dear He'll cheer up. Just needed a good cry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Look, if it wasn't for your operation in Lebanon last month, we might have got away with this Russian asset of yours. Might going have. Mm. Yes. But you know what they say. One cock-up is an accident. Two cock-ups starts to look like carelessness. Or a threesome. <laughs> hey! And, and that, that that's his. really like his yes. favorite line, that last part about a cock-up. But we say. gave the build in. Yeah. And um, it's just extraordinary, extraordinary that uh, bosses and employees can talk to each other this way and then they can both be women. I just love that. And so I guess now we'll get to my favorite line of the week, which I mean, my lines usually have something to do with Villanelle or Eve directly. And this, even though it features a person I loathe, absolutely loathe on the show for the most part, it's such a relevant piece of information for me as a fan and for everyone <laughs> that you know it deserves a spotlight and here we go y'all y'all know well you, you will know exactly what i mean when you hear it 
What is it? Do you like watching her, or do you like being watched? Both. Bitch, it's both! Of course Bitch, it's, it's both! both! Eve is verse, Eve is a switch, it's canon, it's canon. I mean, we say it's, of course it's both, but for maybe someone else out there, they were like, it's just the voyeurism. Or maybe it's like, oh, it's the chase, it's the chase. She likes being chased by someone. We know Villanelle likes to be chased, I mean... Yes, I'm going to go hide. And, and you're, you're going, going to, to come and find me. <laughs> and the first time her fucking fantasy did not match reality was this past episode. Yeah. Sadly, it was painful. I really, for some reason, thought that your runner up line with someone that I love would have been someone boldly lying to their husband saying, I work for MI6 <laughs> and my job is not all about oh, Villanelle. Like, oh, oh, really? Really? Is that how you feel? I, that, should <laughs> get, that should get honorable mention because of all the lies she said. Because it's like, so hmm. relevant to fucking Jess. When she's there musing with Jess about like, oh, yeah, what should we tell our the men in our lives? Oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm not really good at lying. And Jess is like, but, but you are. But you are, right? Like, and she, it's one of those rhetorical questions that Eve it's just know, a statement. Eve doesn't know what she's basing this off of. It's like, maybe Jess knows every single time you've been lying. All the stalling about when she tried to pull Villeneuve off the board for the first round of Kills of the Ghosts. And you were like, because of, because uh, she may have information on the, the 12. The 12, you know, the 12. that. And it's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Let me see if and I then can she saw your uh, breakdown after they broke down that door in that hotel, the spy hotel, and you gun for that uh, hotel liquor mm-hmm. to calm your nerves because you were just so barely calm those nerves, right? Which it, I wonder if that's the day that Hugo took this picture she was talking about because in the trailer she's like she's referencing a picture with her hair back and she's like you chose this picture I was hung over that day I, I think it was um I mean part of me thinks Eve is an emerging alcoholic in general when it comes to Villanelle so that could be any day of the week any of day wine. of the week Eve any day you've lots been hung over but maybe drinking. it was also that day in particular I don't know in her home in season five she did it at the season uh finale of the first season when she broke in and said all oh, this champy she was like mm. Let me sip. Now I'm in rage. Is this a drunken rage? Are these drunken rage episodes? Oh my gosh. All right, so I think I have it queued up. Let me see if it's ready. <laughs> it may surprise you. My <laughs> job isn't all about her. I work at my six. Nico, they are taking you a whole ass lie. <laughs> you a lie, girl. You's a lie. I should go all the way back to Nico being like, this is about Villanelle. Poor Jordan. And you know what's ridiculous is that Jordan definitely heard all of that. And mm-hmm. he was like, motherfucker, why did they put me on this detail with right. Eve's house? Like, can I just get some regular fucking and a regular assignment? Why didn't you tell me? I'm sorry. I have been I've been so busy. Everyone so on the busy. Team oh my god, so busy. Why? So busy. Because of Villanelle. <laughs> why do you even know that? Scene at my school was <laughs> why do you even know that name? No. Because she talks too much. She does not take Carolyn's advice. Because when she has dreams, she's not saying something about filing alphabetically. I'm saying, like, <laughs> look, Eve, when why does he know the name Nico, of the person you're fucking hunting? Carolyn and even Jess knows that shit. <laughs> Jess was trying to tell you, oh, what's your boyfriend think? What's he, what's he think? And she's like, well, he doesn't know shit. I'm spinning lie over lie. It's like juggling the lies. It's really kind of ridiculous, but that's how we keep the whole shit together. And Eve, you're confused about why your relationship's falling apart because you're giving your husband half truths. Yeah, I'm searching for this woman, Villanelle. Tell when me more. she sleeps no. and Nico's awake, she's like, but 
But what about my husband? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my laughter is always so obnoxious, uh, but I can't help it. And I'm gonna put a screenshot of just like on the Insta tomorrow of this look on Nico's face because it's so fucking pathetic. He looks like a fucking sad puppy. Uh, maybe if he, I don't know, but like you know, up. the kind of puppy that like you get, you see at a shelter or whatever. Like they've been, they've been battered and abused and their coats are mangy and you know he's, that's like his mangy mustache he's like, doing like post grunge but without the musical yo, talent like there's no and without the good fashion that right. post grunge had to offer a it's little just, bit i don't Ugh. i don't get it Ugh. shape something up nico do something, something different nico you son of a bitch yeah this helps me relate to the the class kids because they Stop see it. me as someone who does you know why that's a lie you much. know why that's a lie because we saw those kids in uniforms and i'm like does nico i mean i'm not sure how the uk works in particular with its schools but it's like is he like is he a teacher at a good school is that why the kids are wearing uniforms or do just a lot of schools have uniforms in the uk probably so with their obsessions with catholicism and uh well that's just the whole Western world, that actually. Is the whole Western so world. it's very possible that's just a Catholic school or a typical private boarding school. Maybe not boarding. It doesn't like those kids stay there. But maybe he's like a high quality teacher. Maybe he's teaching the snobs children. Maybe. I mean, those were um, some pretty, I don't know. But at the same time, if you are a quality teacher, Nico, when was the last time you got your wife a gift? When was the last time you bought her something? Questions that need answers. Bitch, whatever. He probably bought something for Gemma for the fucking teacher mixer where you know you put the secret Santa in a hat. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, How mm -hmm. much you want to bet he bought some fly shit for Gemma but bought, gave Eve some socks? Some yeah, like those kind of wooly socks that you wear in the winter. He's like, oh, it's always cold here in the UK. So here's some fucking cheap socks. He values his work wife. I, yeah, he does for sure. For sure, for sure. But yes, I, I believe that sums it all up. I mean, this is a longer than usual snack or so, but you guys already know this episode was fucked up. And so maybe you need to hear us talk about it and muse with us as much as we needed to talk about it for extended periods of time. Because, yeah. 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 Um, some polls will go up on Twitter, probably from my account. We'll probably retweet it using the WellVillanelle account. Um, just different things that we're trying to break down from the preview. And then depending on how you guys vote, we'll see if maybe our predictions came to pass. And yeah, maybe we could do ball. a giveaway with that prediction, too, since we've been trying to give shit away for months. Yeah, so, yeah. That's a good what idea. Terrence I like said. that. Mm -hmm. As usual, guys. Thanks so much <laughs> for yeah. embarking on this torturous uh, journey. Yes, this this emotional torturous. gauntlet. Uh, like, oh, that's good. Emotional gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, here's hoping that we come out on the other side uh, victorious in the, in the name of love and all things decent in regards to people uh, achieving their O's because they're well-deserved. The people who are lacking in O's mm -hmm. deserve their O's. They do. They, they fucking do. Give them their O's together. Together. In mutual. In tandem. I'm my dad. Uh, so uh, be on the lookout for us on the social media. Yeah, we're doing it, you guys. And feel free to follow us on any of our thingies that we have out there at Well Villanelle on Twitter, Well Well Villanelle on Instagram, also Well Well Villanelle on Tumblr. And I think that's it. Hey, you guys at wellwellvillanelle.com if you want to send an email, but it's probably just easier to like DM on one of the things versus write an email because why? This is 2019. We're millennials. Like we can do it that way. Yeah. So. so we'll be on the lookout for you guys and your love of this show. And until next time, as always, here's hoping you get killed by a woman. Gabies for everyone. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Gabies for everyone.